Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter. If you didn't catch last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about how to become one in our relationship and marriage and how having a 50-50 mentality in our relationship is really hurting us and keeping us stuck when we can shift that perspective of showing up to give 100% and releasing expectations, how it can really improve our relationship dynamics. Today, we're going to talk further about becoming one and really the importance of cultivating a discipline or habit of unconditional love and compassion in our relationship and marriage. So stay tuned. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So How are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We're going to go ahead and dive into the content that we have today, and it's going to build upon what we've talked about in that becoming one in our relationship. We're going to focus today really on, and actually the next couple of episodes, I believe, I'm going to focus on kind of a discipline or a habit that will only strengthen the relationships that you are creating. And this discipline and habit that we're going to talk about is unconditional love and compassion. I think the most important thing we have to do is start with the definition. What is unconditional love? What does that mean? Well, if you look this up on Google or um, pull it up on Webster Dictionary, you will find that It truly is a love not subject to any conditions. Sounds simple enough, right? Well, that can be challenging. And we have these thoughts that when my partner does this, then I will love him. Or when my partner um, stops doing this, then I can love him more. Or whatever that thought process is for you. Or, I mean, truly, this is very applicable even to our children, When my child is obedient, or when my child doesn't talk back, or one of my favorites, when my child doesn't roll their eyes when I'm speaking, then I can love them more completely. Um, All of these are conditions. It's an if then, right? Or a when then. And we're looking for someone's behavior to change so that we can love unconditionally. Well, if you just heard what I said, that contradicts the definition. If we are waiting for someone else to change, there is the condition right there. Someone has to do something different. Someone has to do something or say something or be something different. And there is the conditions that we are putting on our love. 
it will destroy a relationship. It will destroy the good that we're trying to cultivate. And I'm going to kind of bring back what we talked through last week about the end result in mind, because it really helps us navigate our day to day as we're thinking about the type of relationships we want to create. I'm going to go on to the next definition, compassion. So compassion is a deep sympathy for another's distress or misfortune with a desire to alleviate it. Okay. So a deep sympathy for someone else's distress with a desire to alleviate it. I think it's important to understand that that deep sympathy does not mean you have to be in the same emotional state that the person you're having that sympathy for and um, a desire to alleviate that. Compassion is the ability to have almost a heartfelt understanding for what someone else is going through and that pure desire to alleviate someone from that suffering or that pain. Obviously, that is a choice that the person experiencing this distress has to actually decide for themselves. But having someone that can show compassion to their current situation or an experience that they've gone through can help. So having the habit or discipline in your relationship and marriage to love unconditionally and unconditional compassion is huge. And it can be challenging. (laughs) And the reason why, actually, before I go into the brain work, for those of you who um, resonate, if you will, with religious or faithful beliefs, I, I just want to ask, have you ever wondered why the first two commandments is about love? Think about it. We're told that we need to, in the first commandment, love God and have no other God before him, right? And the second commandment is like unto it, which is to love your neighbor as thyself, as yourself. And I want you to hear those words, to love as you would love yourself, meaning you need to love you. If you don't love you first and foremost, and there are things about you that you dislike and things about you that you want to change, if I was only younger, or if I had dropped 30 pounds, or if my hair was fuller, or if whatever the thought is, if you don't love and accept you for who you are and what you have to offer, it is going to be hard to be able to love your neighbor, and I'm going to bring that definition into neighbor, is anyone next to you, anyone you interact with. It does not have to be the person that lives next door to you. It could be the person that you are sharing your bed with. For me, my husband, right? I have to love him as I would love myself. And that is so important. And I sit there and go, (laughs) how perfect is it that 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 those are the first two commandments, right? In my mind, with love, everything else falls into place. There can be harmonious relationships. There is more peace that is felt. Love is such an amazing power and light that can transform. 
And I really want that to sink in. And I really hope that you can feel that, the power of love. But ponder on that, you guys, and just think about that for yourself. The problem we have is our brain is wired to focus on ourself, which is why we experience pain. It's why we get triggered. It's why we have those conditional thoughts. Well, when my partner can do this, or when my child does this, then I can have more love in my heart for them. It is because whatever we're experiencing, our brain is focused on the impact that it is having on us individually, which is where this pain comes from and why we get so triggered. So you're going to hear me as I talk through this podcast through what I call a default brain. It is our default brain. It is our human brain. It is the brain that is wired for survival. And when we are having thoughts that are putting us on that downward spiral and, and triggering those types of emotions, those types of feelings, our brain goes into that survival mode and it goes into that protect mode and it goes into that close off mode. Protect yourself so you don't feel pain. Our brain is wired at the core to do that. And this is what I want to say. If you can understand that whatever the circumstances, whatever's going on, if you can understand that those circumstances, that situation that's going on is not about you. Let me repeat that. It's not about you. It is so much easier to not take the words in and rather get curious about what someone else is experiencing and find the emotion that's going on with them. You know, what the root cause, why someone is showing up the way that they might be. It is when we take words that someone is possibly spewing at us and we take it personally and we hear these things, it can be so triggering. And then we um, start engaging back. Well, remember our brain is the thing that's going to kick into that survival mode. If you had, if you can have this awareness, it will serve you so much. I'm constantly teaching my children how there are things that go on between our ears that we just have to question. Be the guardian of your thoughts because that is how all behavior will change because it's the thoughts that invoke the feelings, the feelings that invoke the action, which results in the outcome. So There was a very wise man by the name of Thomas S. Monson who said, and I love this quote, and I think about it often when I'm in these moments of conflict, if you will, but he said, never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. I'm going to say that again. Never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. I don't know about you, but I know with my partner, my spouse, we engage in many different conversations. And some of our conversations can get a little heated. And this is the quote comes to my mind as we're in those moments and helps me be more conscious and make a different 
decision. And sometimes that decision is just keeping my mouth closed because it will not build up our relationship. It will not make us stronger and closer together. And that, that objective of becoming one. And think about this with your relationship, with your marriage, you have friends that move away, um, friendships that are close because of the season of life that you're in. And then sometimes they, you know, can kind of dwindle and you have children in your home. You may or may not, but if you do, if you have children in your home, eventually they're going to grow up and move out and you're going to have um, loved ones pass away. In the end, it was the choice of you two connecting and making a commitment of marriage or a committed relationship that is what is so core and important. And I think with the many directions that we get pulled, and when I say we, I, I mean, I, I really feel like in my own, in my own life, I feel like I'm getting pulled in so many different ways and so many things on my plate that I need to accomplish. I sometimes put the people in my life on the back burner because I have this list of things that I need to get done. And when I start really thinking about my, my marriage, the most important thing are the relationships that we have and the list can go to the side right? Never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. Think about a most recent incident that you've had in exchange with your partner. What was the problem? Was it that you weren't being heard? Were you trying to be understood on your position? Or were you getting curious and trying to really seek understanding of where your partner was coming from? Active listening is so critically important and it is so important, especially in that collaboration process. So think about that last incident that you've had, the exchange, the dialogue, the thoughts that you were having, the feelings you were experiencing because of those thoughts, and then the action that was taken. What action did you take? Did you start calling names? Did you storm off, slam doors? What was the action? And think about that and whether or not you want a different result in those moments. Because if you don't want the different result, or if you're thinking that I'm going to go back to just the beginning of this, this conversation that when my partner shows up in this way, then I can love them. If those are the thoughts that is conditional love and the habit or the discipline that we are wanting to focus on in this week is all about that unconditional love and compassion. So we need to consciously choose love with that end result in mind of becoming one and then decide in these moments to choose love, choose your relationship, choose your complete and committed relationship a hundred percent, no matter what, right? How you can show up in that way and have compassion when your partner comes home from a long day of work and needs to have some decompressed time and you're wanting to have the help in the household, right? Or with kids' homework. I know that that's my big thing. <laughs> There's a period of time where things get a little crazy in the Porter home and um, 
I'm like all hands on deck if we can, (laughs) but being able to observe their state and have compassion to help them alleviate that pain is tremendous. And that's what compassion is all about. Okay, so the call to action this week is being aware of how often is your conditions, your ifs and whens are showing up and impacting the way you are able to give unconditional love and how you can show up in giving more compassion in the moment where a problem arises and being able to choose the love you have for your partner instead of allowing the problem to come in between you. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.